You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever it is that you have found the time to tune in to Doctrine and Duty, the weekly podcast ministry of Brian Ray here at Alexander Baptist Church, whatever time you have tuned in, I say welcome and thank you for being a faithful listener. As we continue to plod uh, this journey through the Abstract of Principles from 1858, uh, we have arrived uh, on this episode, this edition, uh, at the subject matter, the doctrine of justification. Now, let me read to you from the Abstract of Principles written in 1858, and you'll probably see a little bit of that 1858 terminology coming through. Justification is God's gracious and full acquittal of sinners who believe in Christ from all sin through the satisfaction that Christ has made not for anything wrought in them or done by them, but on account of the obedience and satisfaction of Christ, they receiving and resting on Him and His righteousness by faith. So, obviously, uh, we would change the structure of that sentence up a touch to not be a little bit confusing. But justification is God's gracious and full acquittal of sinners from all sin through the satisfaction that Christ has made. And, of course, it's talking about those who believe in Christ. Now, let me read to you uh, the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 statement on justification that is based upon the 1858 Abstract of Principles. Justification is God's gracious and full acquittal upon principles of His righteousness of all sinners who repent and believe in Christ. Justification brings the believer unto a relationship of peace and favor with God. Now, As we look at this doctrine and consider it, uh, obviously there's various passages of Scripture from the Old and New Testament that we could look at, but I thought in order for us to kind of stay in the same location, we would journey through um, the book of Romans. And so we'll begin in Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 23. Now Romans 3.23 is a verse that many believers have come to know. Maybe they learned it for evangelism training, sharing the gospel, but it is one of those verses that most people know. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Maybe you haven't heard verse 24 lately. And are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time, so that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So this is a very encouraging passage for believers reminding us that as sinners, we cannot stand before a holy God. We, there is nothing in us that would somehow justify us before God. We are deserving of His wrath because of our sinful nature and our sinful choices, our sinful living. And yet, justification means that we have been brought into uh, full acquittal. Um, 
from sin. And the reason is because of Christ, his death on the cross brought satisfaction to the wrath of God. He, Jesus is our propitiation. He satisfied the just demands of God's wrath. So justification is God's gracious and full acquittal. It's his gift. It's a grace gift from the Father that we might be justified before him. And it's not from anything in us or done by us. That is critical and key. Um, another passage of Scripture that we have read that we might read um, in a few weeks uh, is Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Grace, gift. God's grace is a gift. God's acquittal is a gift. These are gifts that are realized by believers upon the moment of their conversion. There is nothing in us that would grant God's acquittal and God's approval before Him. As a matter of fact, the only thing in us would leave us condemned as rebel sinners. In Romans 4.25, it says that Jesus was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Now, I love the word satisfaction from the 1858 Abstract of Principles. It says, through the satisfaction that Christ made is how we have been acquitted, how we've been justified. So the wrath of God, the just wrath of God, um, must be appeased. And the way it would be appeased is for all to die, because that's what we deserve. And yet that divine and pure and perfect and holy wrath of God was satisfied because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross in our place and for our sins, because He is a perfect, sinless sacrifice. He is the only one who could appease or satisfy the just wrath of Almighty God, taking us back to Romans 3 uh, in verse 25, that Christ is our propitiation, and He has brought us into favor with God. That is uh, one aspect that, that we don't have in the abstract principles that is added in the Baptist faith and message. Justification brings the believer into a relationship of peace and favor with God, and we praise him for that. Well, since we've been in Romans 3, Romans 4, what's next? You guessed it. Romans chapter 5. Verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And so we are justified by faith. We have peace with God. All of this comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, he is the one, uh, it says, through the satisfaction that Christ has made not for anything wrought in them or done by them, but on account of his obedience and satisfaction. There's that word satisfaction again. So the obedience of Christ ushers us into a place, a position, if you would, of justification. Well, we move a few verses, a few verses down uh, in Romans chapter 5 as we look now at verse 8. It says, But God shows his love for us. God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the way I learned it. But ESV reads this way. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, and that's key, we were not justified until Christ died. 
And then, of course, that justification is not applied to us until we are converted or regenerate, until we've been saved. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For it is for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. I love that word uh, reconciliation or being reconciled. That reconciliation is a result of justification. Because we have been justified, now we have been reconciled. It says that we receive and rest on Him and His righteousness by faith. We receive these things as the gift of God, and we receive them by grace through faith, like we receive salvation. Again, salvation is um, saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the Scriptures alone, for the glory of God alone. And so now we are justified. Now we are reconciled. Now uh, we experience the justification of Christ's satisfaction and obedience by way of the cross. Well, you know, we've been in Romans 8. I'm sorry, we've been in Romans 3, 4, 5. And now, obviously, I totally messed up there. I foreshadowed too soon. Spoiler alert. Now we look to Romans chapter 8. And, and to Romans 8, we turn. As we turn our attention to Romans 8, it's hard to stop reading once you start. So I'm going to begin in Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake, when you are being killed all the day long, we regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure, I am persuaded, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We cannot be separated, beloved, because we have, by the grace of God and by the gift of God, been justified. Thank you, Jesus. Well, because we are a justified people, we should live as a justified people. We should not live in guilt and in fear and in doubt and in worry and anxiety, but we should live confidently and boldly because we stand upon the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, not in and of ourselves. Our position is changed. It is new. And now we are positionally in the presence of God. We have been justified and we are moving toward forward in this thing called sanctification. 
Hmm. Sounds like that would be a great segue into next week's podcast from the Abstract of Principles, Section 12, Sanctification. Listen, I love you and I'm thankful for you. Um, hey, let's pray together. Father, we rejoice in you. Thank you, Lord God, for all of the various aspects and the doctrinal statements that we're learning through the Abstract of Principles. So many things to be thankful for. But also, Lord, so many, so many helps to point us in the right direction for godly living this side of heaven. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ who are listening. Lord, all of us are going to struggle. All of us are going to mess up. All of us are going to have issues and struggles and strivings. Lord, may we be a faithful people. May we always turn to you and may we always strive to glorify you. So, Lord, in our thinking, in our choices, in our living, let it all be done for the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus, for securing our full acquittal before God. For it is in the wonderful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, tune in next week. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.